Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. This week at Safeway, enjoy big savings with the BOGO sale, where select items throughout the store are buy one, get one free. With this week's BOGO sale, get select meats like Signature Farms 90% lean ground beef or boneless skinless chicken breasts or thighs, buy one, get one free. Plus, select fresh produce items like one-pound containers of sweet strawberries or containers of blueberries or buy one, get one free. Safeway, come in and explore and see what other deals you can find. John and Ken Show, John Cobelt and Ken Shampoo. It's KFI AM640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is away today. He uh, takes most religious holidays off, as you know. Uh, Deborah Mark is here, though. I am. Yeah. <clears throat> we keep showing up, you and I. We do. Yes. We're the troopers here. That's right. Hardly anybody else in this place shows up for work anymore, but we're here. And. Uh, it's good to have you along. We've got a lot of good stuff. I'm, I'm just going through this. Unfortunately, it's just, just uh, a lot, a lot of disturbing news today. Like, even too disturbing for me, some of it. But um, we will eventually get to it. The uh, thing I want to start off with 
you may have heard this week that uh, uh, there was uh, a captain of the uh, of LAPD named Jonathan Tippett, and he spoke before the police commission this week. You may have heard the story that at least 17 gangs, most of them based in South L.A., uh, are behind all these uh, follow-home robberies where they, you know, follow you right to your driveway or into your house or, you know, they get you coming out of a, uh, a jewelry store or a restaurant or a club and uh, they see that you have something expensive on. Uh, often it's a watch. Uh, often it's your expensive car. They 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 know they can they can make a lot of money by uh, knocking you around and taking your stuff or getting into your house and taking your stuff. I heard this morning on Fox News uh, one of the officials. I don't know if it was Tippett or not. He said they had a guy recently who um, got arrested three times in a day because there's no bail. There's no bail on these guys and. You know, I almost bust out laughing, except, you know, this is, I know a lot of people who are really scared. They're, they're really afraid to go out at night, go to a restaurant, and then, you know, walk to the car or, you know, wait for the valet uh, or, you know, come, come out of uh, some kind of shopping district. It's like you you got to look around. you you got to be on alert all the time. You head on a swivel. It's, 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 it's nerve-wracking. People, people are really feeling it. But the thing is, they're, when they catch these guys, there's no bail. And I, Three times, he says these guys are out before the cop finishes filling out the report. And it's not an exaggeration. It's not a joke. They've uh, released some video this week showing uh, some uh, criminals. Well, they yeah, heard about this. Uh, hit a woman with a vehicle and uh, robbed her after she left the jewelry store. They've had as many as five carloads of people following home some targets. And what they do is they swarm. Uh, like, like th- th- This is not like five carloads of people just to swarm around the purse store, or the jewelry store, or whatever. No, they're following people home, and suddenly you're surrounded by five cars. And then they steal your cars and watches and handbags. And you're so stunned and overwhelmed, you can't resist. What are you going to do? And you shouldn't resist either because these guys play to win. Guy was arrested this month, robbed a victim of two watches, worth an estimated $600,000. Now, I, I I just can't relate to this. I don't even have a watch. My watch is nowhere near that uh, I, amount. You know, I'm, try, I'm trying to think. I had watches. I don't know. They, they cost uh, probably less than $100. I just wanted to tell the time. I mean, for something as basic as telling the time, I don't know why you would want to invest hundreds of thousands of dollars. I guess these are super multimillionaires, so that kind of watch is just pennies to them. Yeah, but, if it gets stolen, they don't care. They can just go and buy a new one. Yeah, I guess, but but you're 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 asking for it. I mean, right now you're asking for it because there's no uh, there's no penalty, which kind of stinks though. Because if you do have a fancy watch like that and you do want to show it off, you really you can't. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got people should have the right to wear what they a want, fancy watch, and not worry about being killed over it. Yeah, you should be able to drive the car you want and whatever. I'm just. 
I'm just trying to relate to the guy. No, I can't. Who relate. gets up in the morning and he's got two watches on him? He's got like one on the left wrist, one on the right wrist. Right wrist. Oh, I can't that's... say that. No, right wrist. Yeah, it's a hard one. I sound like Elmer Fudd. Um, and uh, this uh, this uh, captain Jonathan Tippett said we've seen countless individuals traumatized by having a gun pointed at them, and uh, many others are dealing with trauma and injuries from being tackled, kicked, beaten, punched, and pistol whipped. They're getting tackled on their way out of the store or on their way to the house. Man, I wouldn't go into a jewelry store now. No way. Are you thinking twice when you go out? Oh, absolutely. You look around? Yeah, I do. I mean, I don't have that. Like I said, I don't have a watch that's anywhere. I don't have anything that's that expensive. I don't have a watch that works. All my watches, and they were all cheap, they all wound down. The batteries ran out, and I just never bothered to get them replaced. Because you always check your phone, right? And you see your time. Yeah, on your which phone. is a pain in the neck. I'd rather have a watch. Then go get it fixed. I know. You have no idea how lazy I am. Oh, I think I have an idea. <laughs> I, I, I think I do. I can't. I can't. I hate going to stores so much that I can't get the will like to go to a, a repair shop and have them put a battery. Then you don't care enough about having a working I, watch. I, I know. I know. It's just. You know, if it was going to a ball game, I'm there. Right. I'm very motivated. I get it. But if I have to go to some retail place, I don't even like going and buying food anymore. <laughs> no, I have. I've skipped dinner sometimes because I don't have the... Oh, please. No, really? No, it's, it's, no re- really. Really. If I, if I get one of those moods, I just don't want to do anything. And I don't want to go get a watch or get a battery for the watch. Um, it's a pain to the neck digging my phone out of my pants. But uh, So Tippett said 165 holdups like this. Last year, 56 this year, 13 victims were shot. Two people died. 50 robberies took place in the Hollywood division and almost 50 in the Wilshire division. I think about 15 on the west side. And uh, most of them downtown in the Wilshire area. And they have, they have this task force out there. In fact, what was the, what was the task? Didn't they, didn't they arrest about 30 guys yeah. this week? 30 guys. Mm-hmm. Who's been doing this stuff? Now are they going to get? Are, are they going to be put away now? Like no bail? Should be no bail if they have this huge task force. You can't arrest thirty guys and then and then let them out in two hours. And they, and they keep sending out these these alert. Now again, is anybody going to change their voting fa- uh, patterns here? Uh, one source told Fox News when Gascon said he wouldn't seek gang enhancements. That basically rang the dinner bell for many of these gangs because that's how the gang guys were put away for a long period of time. That not only because the stealing is not that long a sentence, but if you steal as part of organized gang activity and listen to what else the source said, it's, it won't be long before gangs from other surrounding counties, such as San Bernardino and Riverside, come to L.A. to commit their crimes. Why commit their crimes why commit crimes in their own counties when they know they'll get a lighter sentence if they get caught in L.A.? I never thought of that. The crimes that you would commit anywhere else in California would give you a much heavier sentence than L.A. So come to L.A. and uh, steal what you want to steal. Because uh, Gascon doesn't think anybody should be punished. And if you use a gun... There's no gun enhancements anymore. You know, it, it, I hope it's like coming clear what his policies mean in real life. It's not just that these criminals 
don't go to jail and stay there long enough. It's that they know this is a better place to commit felonies. This is the place to use your gun. This is a place where gangs can do their business without getting the gang enhancements. Because that, the gun and the gang enhancements, is what you put you put, puts you away for a long time. And so now the, the word is out that L.A. is the premier place to rob people. Because Gascon says it's okay. We're coming up. John and Ken show. John and Ken show. John Cobell, Ken Shampoo, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, coming up later in the hour, this will be of interest to Deborah. we have another woman who glued herself, another glue protest over animal rights. Good for her. Remember the other day there was a woman who glued herself to the floor of the Clippers game, right? Yeah, in Minnesota. In Minnesota, right, over, over some animal rights issue. Now we have a second incident of uh, gluing themselves. Uh, we'll talk about that later in the hour. And then after 3 o'clock... Um, it, it, it looks like uh, the uh, COVID mandates on students are uh, finally falling apart here on California. We're going to have Sharon McKeenan on. She founded a group called Let Them Breathe and Let Them Choose. And uh, this was fighting mandatory masks, mandatory vaccinations for kids. And it looks like the state is backing off on uh, both those fronts. So we'll talk to her after 3 o'clock. Probably the most, uh, I don't know, to me this uh I realize that I seem to be more paranoid about this than most people. Um, the, the Ukrainians sunk the jewel of the Russian uh, naval fleet, their warship Moskva. This was an enormous, beautiful ship. I just say admiring the architecture of the ship. Um, I, they, it was in the Black Sea. And uh, the Ukrainians uh, fired a couple of missiles at it, and it went down. It is sitting at the bottom of the sea now. And it may have been carrying nukes when it went down. Uh, went down near the uh, city of Sevastopol. It was uh, the leading ship in Moscow's Navy. It was 12,500 tons. It is the largest Russian warship to be sunk during active service since World War II. And they think, according to Mikhailo Samos, who's the deputy director for the Center of Army Conversion and Disarmament Studies in Lviv, that the Moskva could have been carrying two nuclear warheads. And that's, they're sitting now there. And they would have been in a protected place to keep them from getting damaged in the explosion. But, boy, that was that was like a game of roulette, though. I mean, you, I, I, I assume the Ukrainians knew that and just didn't care, but they could have they set off two uh, nuclear missiles inside the ship. Uh, the Russians are, according to the reports I heard today, well, Putin, Putin specifically, he's ex- insanely angry over this because this is a huge embarrassment. Um, word from what I heard in the reports today has gotten around Russia that they haven't taken over Ukraine yet. They haven't taken Kiev and they haven't toppled the government and uh, people are slowly, because you can't keep the news out forever. It's slowly seeping in that it's uh, been a tough go. Now, 
when they find out the premier naval ship is uh, sunk to the bottom of the sea, Putin is so embarrassed. He's supposedly increasingly worried about uh, uh, perhaps a military coup or some of his uh, insiders in the cabinet uh, rebelling. Because th this is really... Uh, uh, they have a photo of the uh, missiles. They're called P-1000 Vulcans. Uh, and you can screw a nuclear warhead on the end. And they're long, thin missiles. Very long. Uh, and if if this keeps going on, one embarrassment after the other, he's going to blow. And, you know, he might use some tactical nukes on the battlefield in Ukraine. He's also making noises that he's very uh, upset about how much uh, weaponry we're supplying to the Ukrainians. And, you know, I, I wondered about that. At what point, and I'm all for giving them the weapons because I don't think anything, I don't think he's going to stop at Ukraine. I think he's going to march through half of Europe if he's allowed to do it. Uh, but I, everybody said, well, you know, we can't look like we're actively involved in the war. Well, all that matters is how he feels. And if he feels that we've spent billions of dollars of weapons and those weapons are now you know, sinking his battleships, it doesn't matter that we're not actively in the war. It, we've spent billions of dollars, and Ukraine would not be winning as decisively without our weaponry. And one official on, on Russian state TV today, somebody went on screen and, and said, you know, World War III is, has already started. That they're looking this as already we're engaged in uh, a real battle with the United States and the Western countries, NATO. Here we're, you know, Biden administration is talking very softly and downplaying all this. And, of course, that's what you need to do. You, want, you don't want to unnecessarily escalate his uh, temper. But the truth is, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're deep in now. We've given so much weaponry. They're using it. It's working. It's causing him all kinds of problems that he's going to lash out. He's not going to take a defeat. You know, he had dreams of uh, recreating the great Soviet empire, and he can't, he, he can't get out of eastern Ukraine. So they're expecting he's going to go back to firing missiles at Kiev and all the other cities and just try to crush the country building by building. His, uh, his ground troops are uh, a waste of time. They're incompetent. And now he lost his big naval ship. And uh, he's going to lash out. So they're there. The, the, I think I mentioned that one of the CIA uh, officials here in this country said that they really think he's going to he's going to pull a nuke out. Uh, and maybe soon. Russia has 6000 nuclear warheads. They have the largest stockpile of nuclear weapons. And of course, they've got plenty of missiles capable of striking the U.S. mainland, including Los Angeles. Um, what's funny is the uh, the Russian news agencies uh, are claiming that that the uh, Ukrainians didn't really sink their ship, um, that uh, a fire broke out on the on the ship, and then the damage caused it to lose its balance as it was being towed to the port. And given the choppy seas, the vessel sank at a Russian state news agency. Uh, but the Ukrainians say uh, 
It, it used a Neptune missile. Now, this was the ship that, uh, that challenged the Ukrainian troops some weeks back on Snake Island. And remember those Ukrainian troops over the radio told the Russian troops to go F yourself? That's the same ship. Uh, yeah, uh, there's a TV presenter named Olga Skabayeva said on uh, channel uh, Russia 1 that uh, it's escalated into what safely can be called World War III. We are definitely fighting against NATO infrastructure, if not NATO itself. We need to recognize that. That's what she was telling all the Russians watching television. Uh, a military commentator named uh, Dmitry Drozdenko st- said on state-run Channel 1, in, in actual fact, a full-scale multi-level war is underway with the collective West, and the West has been long preparing for the war. Russia has lost 20,000 troops, 163 planes, 144 helicopters, 756 tanks, 366 cannons, and 1,976 armored personnel carriers, among many other pieces. And that's according to the Kiev Independent News Agency. So they, they, they when, you, when you add up the, the two sides, uh, Russia's lost an enormous amount of military equipment, plus 20,000 soldiers. On the other hand, Ukraine has seen some of its cities completely flattened and destroyed, and they've lost thousands of uh, civilians. More coming up. John and Ken, KFI. John and Ken Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Ken is away today. we got another wacky chase. Some guy in an SUV is being chased by the sheriff's department, and he was... He veered off the road, crashed through a fence, and ended up driving down railroad tracks for a distance. And he kept spinning sideways because he couldn't stay on the tracks. Eventually, the car spun out. He left it on the tracks, and he started running. Uh, And he ran himself into a corner at one point and was trying to scale a fence and couldn't. Uh, And then kept running down the tracks again. We just picked up on this in the last couple of minutes. We don't know why the sheriff's department is chasing him, what they think he did. He certainly banged up so, that SUV. I mean, that was crazy, that crash. It's in this city of commerce. So it looks like he's an industrial area. It looks like a lot of warehouse factory buildings and parking lots. And is, now he's not in the SUV anymore. No, he no. jumped out. As you said, he tried to scale a fence. He wasn't able to. Then he started running. Can't tell where he is right now. I'm looking at Channel 5. Now they're, they have a close-up of the SUV, but we don't know where the guy is. It's sideways on the railroad tracks in case a train comes by. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. He must have snuck he, back oh, in the he, car. Oh, wait. He has something. Oh, he had, he had a he, phone to his ear. He opened the driver's door, stood up, waved, and then climbed back in. So I don't know if the SUV's disabled or not. Oh, I, I don't see how he'll be able to drive that the way he was driving that and crashing. It, I, I'd be surprised if he's going to move that. But yeah, how did he end up getting back in there? Well, because KTLA, they, they panned out yeah. because they were trying to find him. So somehow he ended up back. Yeah, because he was, he was uh, doing a sprint. Right alongside the tracks, I, and I don't know how he got 
inside those fences, but he, he, he couldn't make it over this one fence. Um, there are uh, about five sets of railroad tracks not far from where he's parked, and it looks like he's on a, a spur that uh, went off to the side. I guess it services those uh, factories in the area. Uh, but now he's he's uh, sitting on the track inside the SUV. Uh, there are a lot of sheriff's cars on the roads around where he's parked, but there's nobody confronting him directly. And because I don't think they're sure if that was a phone or if that was a weapon. It looks like he's putting some kind of sun shield on the, uh, if, if you look, he oh, just yeah. blocked the, the window, the front window of his car. So you can't see in, at least from that vantage point. Right, yeah, it's, it is colored white. So what's he going to do now? Just sit in there? And wait? Unless he's making phone calls, trying to negotiate? Again, we don't know if that was a phone that he had to his ear or right. a weapon. The, uh, oh, the tire's blown out? Yeah, look what uh, you, you could see earlier. Oh, I see. KTLA yeah, is, is, yeah. And then oh, they're was, showing the final spin out again. Yeah, because he was riding on the, the metal track. Right. And they're showing a replay of him jumping out, crossing those five tracks that I just mentioned. And now, oh, he was Look running along. how close along. he was to the train. Here's another two sets of tracks, and he was running right alongside a moving train. And they lost sight of him at that point. I wonder if he was trying to jump on the train. No, he, no there he is. He, now he turned around. He couldn't get past the moving train. And uh, I guess he went back in the car and continued driving, uh, driving down the... Uh, track again until he wrecked his wheel you can see the officers well we just saw the officers are kind of crouched by their vehicle yeah trying to figure out what to do here there's there yeah there's patrol cars all over the place in the nearby parking lots and he's hemmed in because they've also blocked uh the the railroad uh the railroad tracks as well with patrol cars well it doesn't look like this guy has any desire to go anywhere because he as but, we said, he has that shield, the front window, so you can't see in. And his wheel doesn't. And it, the car, it. right? He he's not going to move. These guys fascinate me. I mean, I where mean, does he have, does he think he's going to get away? He can't. He he wasn't able to scale the fence. He wasn't able to no, jump over. We've seen this happen a number of times where they end up in the car and they'll just sit there, and uh, the police are very cautious because he might be armed, so he just sits there. Never. But I get he might be whacked out on drugs. Who knows? I mean, these aren't mentally stable characters to begin with. So, and we have no idea why cops were chasing him to begin with. No, but it must have been something important. Yeah, it usually is, right? It usually <laughs> is. Yeah, it isn't. Uh, the only time it's something silly like a traffic light is when they don't pull over right away, and then they run a plate check, and it turns out he's got a warrant for for something bad. And then you could have a a, a minor, a minor uh, citation turn into a full blown police chase. Well, I I guess we're in a we're in a standoff. We're in a standoff, literally in a stall here. And I guess they the guys got to hope that uh, a train's not coming down that track. Can you imagine? But it looks like a side rail. Yeah. Doesn't look like one of the uh, the main routes there. All right. Well, uh, if anything happens. Be on top. Not as exciting as the dogs 
no, that was that. Well, that was that was heartbreaking. Yeah. And exciting, if you want to call something heartbreaking, exciting at the same time. It was. But it had a happy ending. That's all we care about. It did have a happy ending, sure. Well, uh, uh, you know what? Next segment. Next segment, we'll uh, we'll do the uh, animal rights activist who glued herself. Not the one who glued herself to the basketball court, but (laughs) another uh, whack job. Um, There's, uh, you know Fox News is Peter Ducey, right? Uh, he's the one who asks uh, very pointed questions of Biden, and Biden referred to him as a, a stupid son of a bitch not too long ago. Well, there's this uh, podcast, and I've never listened to this podcast. The last thing I want to do is listen to Political Hacks, and it's it's uh, hosted by a bunch of former White House staff members, a bunch of Obama hacks, four of them. It's called Pod Save America. And they had Jen Psaki on, Biden's professional liar. And they started asking her about uh, Ducey and uh, that son of a bitch comment. We're going to play you a clip here. This shows you how stupid and ridiculous some of the people in the Biden administration are. And and you listen to these uh, old Obama hacks. Uh, Just listen to the conversation because this shows what these people are really like. We have to talk about Peter Ducey for one second. Sure. Okay. Oh, have an audience. Okay. Is he a stupid son of a or does he play a stupid son of a on TV? Okay. Um, well, um, he works for a, a network. Okay. That um, provides people with questions. That nothing personal to any individual, including Peter Ducey, but might make anyone sound like a stupid son of a. <laughs> so well handled. Well, here's what I, can I tell? A, can I? I don't know if this is not going to be popular in this crowd, but can I tell a nice Peter Ducey story? Yeah, a very quick I mean, one. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Well, here's the thing: the president did call him a stupid son of a. Right. So that happened, and it was like not in the talking points. It was like, oh, okay, that happened. So what do you do about it? The president called him. He's talked about this a little bit. The president called him and apologized, what have you. So he went on TV that night, and I actually watched Sean Hannity to see what he said. My mind was, like, really bending and hurting. I mean, there was, if you can imagine, it was like a flames, and it was like, crime, crime, crime. And Kamala, the vice president's, like, walking through the flames and crime. I don't even know what was happening. But <laughs> Sean like, Hannity st- asked him about... Stop, stop. She sounds like a, like a, like a, a teenage girl. She's supposed to be the chief spokesperson for the president. And she really sounds like an immature high school kid. And th- this tribal nonsense is so irritating. It is so... Th- th- that's where it's really offensive. They're, they're just so tribal. Uh, 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 play some more. Hannity asked him about, the, you know, what the president had said and what he said back. And he could have been like, he's a son of a or I'm standing up for whatever. He could have said anything. And instead he said, you know, he called me. We had a really nice conversation. I'm just asking my questions. He's doing his job. So I will say that was a moment of grace. You don't have to like everything Peter Ducey says or does, but that is certainly a moment of grace by Peter Ducey. This is why before you were the world famous press secretary, everyone called Jan Psaki the nicest person in Washington. Oh, God. I'm going to go and get my 
My vomit bag. I asked for it yesterday, and it has not arrived. Going to have to order it myself. All right, we come back. There's an animal rights kook who glued herself to uh, the, uh, the basketball floor uh, up in Minneapolis when the Clippers were playing the Timberwolves, uh, the basketball court. And now there's another woman who glued herself to a desk in Sacramento. <laughs> These are your people. I, this, this, is, this is your tribe. I, I haven't done anything like that. And we don't know if she's a kook. We don't know yet. Well, we have a, a, a clip of her. Yeah. So we can... Uh, we can judge. We can judge, yeah. Because that's, okay. that's what we do primarily here. Johnny Kent, KFI, Ken's away. Johnny Kent Show, John Cobalt and Ken Shampoo, KFI AM640, live everywhere. On the iHeartRadio app, uh, that rail yard standoff in commerce is still going on. Crazy guy driving an SUV off the road, crashed through a fence, ended up driving down the railroad tracks until he uh, busted a, uh, a wheel. And now the SUV is sitting sideways on the tracks. And there's tons of sheriff's department patrol cars uh, parked alongside. It's it's, it's uh, quite a few tracks all laid down side by side. About seven different tracks there. Anyway, he's in the SUV. You can't see him. He's put up a sunshield on the front window, uh, the front windshield, and um, he's inside and uh, he's not moving. Still don't know why they were chasing him, um, but the deputies are going to wait him out because they don't know if he's got a weapon or not. Uh, <laughs> Channel 5 apparently finds this more entertaining than uh, the Maury Povich show. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Now, a few days ago, you might remember, there was a, uh, a crazy person, animal rights activist, if I'm not being redundant. Um, oh, wait, no. Not all animal rights activists are wacky. I'm just going to say that. Not all of them? No, because I am an animal rights activist, and I'm certainly not wacky. So there you go. <laughs> I'm not. You, you really want to stand by that? Yes. Right. Okay. Uh, for the sake of the argument. Um, well, it glued herself to the uh, basketball court up in Minneapolis the other day uh, when the Clippers were playing. Now, here's a woman who glued herself to a desk in Sacramento at a hearing to protest an animal rights bill there. Let's uh, play this. My name is Carla Cabral, and I am here with Direct Action Everywhere. Okay, and so, and so are you here to um, I'm here provide... to talk to you all. And okay, so this is a time for public comment? Exactly, so yes. It's... This is a definitely a public comment. Right. Okay, so so we have, um, so there's process, and so... Absolutely. So, so the only right. thing we're accepting is a if, if you support the bill or oppose this piece of legislation, and it's done from the microphone. I understand that, and I want to say that I was very excited to come here today in order to be part of a historic vote on the factory farm moratorium bill AB 2764. So that's not on our agenda? And that bill has been completely rewritten. Right, I understand. But you need to take seriously uh, what's happening in the environment. This bill, the no more factory farms bill, should have been heard. And I'm here to make sure that that happens. Thousands of Californians took action in order to support that bill. So at this time, our committee will take a recess for five minutes. She's glued to the table. 
the agriculture committee is supposed to represent the interests of everyone is getting up and leaving not just those that are lining the pockets so she's of the speaking to a room that's emptying and out. that are in that are in part funded by this devastating industry all these voices being silenced arlene stone artemis room is completely empty at this point ashley ulrich She's sitting there glued to the table. Ashley, Komara, Ashwell, Cannon, do not forget that these people's Can't make voices this up. are not allowed to be heard. The No More Factory Farms Bill deserves to have a Literally nobody listening to her. Uh, her name is Carla Cabral. And, of course, the Sacramento Bee published a special column that she wrote. And she says, she opens it by saying, people have asked why I, a 50-year-old woman, would disrupt a legislative hearing by gluing my hand to a table. <laughs> by the way, would you would you say wacky or not wacky on it? Well, I... What's your verdict? Then? I wouldn't have handled the situation the way that <laughs> she did. I, I I would try and get my point across in a different way, perhaps. I like, I like the yelling in an empty room part, too. <laughs> but she was frustrated because nobody was listening to her. You know how that feels when no one listens to you. It's frustrating. Uh-huh. I get that. Uh, why aren't, she says, I would ask them, why aren't more people taking such action in response to legislators who fail to use their power to protect humans, animals, and the planet? Now, this bill which I never heard of, 2764 in the assembly, would have prohibited commercial animal feeding operations and slaughterhouses from expanding. And uh, they killed the bill. So feeding houses and slaughterhouses can, can expand. And if she wonders why other people are doing this is because we're hungry. <laughs> and <laughs> whatever they're slaughtering in the slaughterhouse, we want to eat it. Ugh. Except for you. <laughs> And the lady in Minneapolis and, and this woman. And she wrote, first they tried to talk over and silence me. Then they asked me to leave. And for obvious reasons, I couldn't. Well, because she was glued? <laughs> because she was right. glued to okay. the table. I, I, I understand. <laughs> but she makes it sound that they were being insensitive. Well, they were being insensitive because they weren't <laughs> listening to her. So she had to do something drastic to try and make people listen to her. It didn't work. But I, I feel her pain. I understand. <laughs> um, the only one who uh, supported her was a former state assemblywoman, Lorena Gonzalez. Oh, that that nut. She was the one who came up with the stupid uh, bill that severely restricted uh, freelance work in the state. Um, and she says, as a human worker rights protester, it's clear I need to up my game. So she's encouraging more of this gluing. Well, I don't know if gluing is is the answer. I don't know what the answer is. Clearly, gluing is is not. No, they they just adjourn the hearing and uh, the right. bill is still dead. So. Right. So they have to come up with a better tactic. That's my advice. She writes, I don't have the money or influence of these corporate interests, but I do have my body, my voice, and some cheap glue. <laughs> so she really thinks the glue is the way to go here. Uh, she said, because of my lifelong love of animals, I became a registered veterinarian, uh, veterinary technician. Did you ever consider that line of work? No, I couldn't handle it. 
I wish that I could, but I, I can't deal with blood, and I wouldn't be able to deal with injured animals. Oh, plus, you you got to put a lot of animals to sleep. Yeah, no, that's not that's I, not. For I me. have a friend who works as a veterinary technician. Oh. She says that's they just do that every day. It's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's too many animals, not enough owners. Um, and uh, she says I assisted with experiments that often resulted oh. in the pain, suffering, and death of animals. That transformed me from an animal experimenter into oh. an animal rights activist she was an experimenter um yes she goes i assisted with experiments she worked at the university of arizona oh god she was uh she worked as a research scientist and manager of a mouse colony Mm. and suddenly she realized she was working for the dark side okay that's good and she got radicalized um I don't think she got radicalized. I think that she's very passionate, and she's trying to figure <laughs> you, out a way to get people like you, you have, to you listen have to her. For glue woman, <laughs> I, I don't like the way she's going about it because I don't think it's effective. Uh-huh. I'm not sure how else she could get her point across. Obviously, her point wasn't heard because all those people left. But right. I understand that she's trying to make a difference. Well, I understand that the thing she's is, pissed pe- off. People are still hungry. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I'm not hungry, I and I don't eat animals. I, I well, find plenty I, of food. When I get ha- hungry, I need an animal. You don't need an animal. I need to bite into a meaty animal. You have not experimented with other things that might fulfill <laughs> you and fill you up. I had a steak sandwich for lunch, in fact. Well, good for you. You know, it was, it was really good. All right, uh, we're coming up. Deborah's got the news. And oh, right after Deborah's news, we are going to uh, talk to the woman who started the organization called Let Them Breathe, Let Them Choose. Her name is Sharon McKeeman. We've had her on before. And because it looks like the state is backing off uh, vaccine requirements and mask requirements on kids all over the place, looks like they're finally surrendering. Nobody wants to fight anymore. We'll talk more about it coming up. John and Ken Show, KFI AM 640. Hey, Ken, did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money? Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866-691-2173. Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. 
and Stan Weiju over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.